0: to The Works, I'm Ben Che. And I'm Ben Pelletier. This week we're out on location at the Hong Kong Convention and Exhibition Centre because we're dedicating the whole show to the event you can see all around us. It's one of the biggest art and cultural events here, the first Art Basel Hong Kong. Later on we're going to be looking
1: at some of the Asian galleries and artists taking part as well as some of the international galleries who have come to Hong Kong for the first time. But first, um, a little more on this, the first ever Art Basel Hong Kong.
2: The annual Art Basel series of art fairs began in Basel, Switzerland in 1970, extended to a second location in Miami Beach in 2002, and this year, for the first time, came to Hong Kong. It's a development of the former Art Hong Kong, in which Art Basel bought a controlling interest last year. But the show retains its regional flavour, More than half of the 250-plus galleries showing here are from Asia and the Asia-Pacific region. Apart from its central location, Hong Kong has another feature that's important to the organizers.
3: Art Basel is, a, is an organization which has a long history in the art world and we've never censored our artists, we've never asked our galleries or our artists not to do the things they think are important and the fact that Hong Kong has the strong rule of free expression, you know, that's under, under protected by the law was very important for us. This year's
2: exhibiting galleries came from 35 countries and territories in all. The shows, events and exhibits were organized into four sections, galleries, insights, Discoveries and encounters. The encounters section contained large scale sculptures and installation pieces. Mostly located near entrances and in larger open spaces, they were instant attention grabbing welcome pieces in the two large halls. Indian Jitish Kalat circa is one of the 17 encounters
1: artworks one level this piece called Circa is, is a sculpture you know, which is what it primarily is. It's completely handmade and it appears like a found object and you know, bamboo has often been used as a scribal medium to write on and uh, so what happens on this, this installation is you have these stems that appear like bamboos but then they have these protrusions which are almost like alphabets, like image alphabets and these images keep popping up and they're all images of animals that are eating each other.
2: Zirka has previously been exhibited in Mumbai and Melbourne, taking on different shapes to accommodate the different locations and cultural contexts. Jin Chong's Losing was the largest installation on display in the encounter section. It consists of 18 paper scrolls, each six meters high, and took over 70 square meters of the exhibition space. From a distance, it looks like traditional ink drawing, What's on the scrolls are actually burn marks and smoke
1: patterns. 我用火呢是因为火是文明的起源,但是我觉得火产生的烟尘又是一个负面的东西。但是在这样一个制作过程当中它呈现在这个白的纸上它似乎好像又是非常干净。East
2: uh, Mes West was the main theme of the encounters project, but its chief curator, Yuko Hasegawa, said she also aimed to take the idea further。
4: this is first
0: time to uh, Art Basel Meet in Hong Kong, means uh, this is a kind of commemorable, also kind of celebration, also is some remarks. What means and uh, you know Art Basel Meet Hong Kong? That's, uh, I just uh, try to and uh, uh, an art project, which also and uh, talking about you know um, cross cultural you know creation. I just try to uh, select a project to inviting uh, audiences as much as possible. Whatever other reasons they make art, human beings make art to communicate. Once they may have wanted to communicate to their gods, today they want to communicate to other people.
1: Sometimes their work may be political. It may be about art itself, or about other aspects of the human experience. But big art shows like Art Basel can give the impression of just being one big marketplace where rich people come to buy a piece of artwork to decorate their homes. So is art an
0: alternative to a name-brand handbag? And how does the commercial aspect of events like this
1: relate to the original reasons for making art? Our executive producer, Gary Pollard, talks to Tim Marlowe, art historian, writer, broadcaster, and director of exhibitions for White Cube Gallery. Where does an art fair fit into the
2: ecology of creating art, the whole art scene? It seems sometimes very far removed from an artist in his studio wanting to communicate something.
5: I think, I think art fairs for artists are necessary evils. Maybe evils, putting it too strongly, but most artists don't think that their work looks best in art fairs um, but equally it's a very good place to get work seen to expand an audience to expand your market and to bring your art to the attention of people who wouldn't necessarily otherwise see it and that doesn't just mean the members of the general public who are interested, that also can mean curatorial staff or collectors or foundation owners or critics from cultures further afield or places further afield than than a particular artist's name or reputation or work is known. But if you ask an artist what the most important context in which their their work is shown, it's a solo exhibition space that is responsive or clean or neutral or exciting for them in which they control the way in which their art is shown and seen as far as that is possible.
2: I did see one stand over there where the the, the display is essentially one huge installation, like a big room with lots of uh, hessian and sacking and stuff around it. Who would you hope to sell that to at an art fair? And why would you present something like that?
5: The best galleries, and and indeed many galleries, at at an art fair like this, are not just looking to pile stuff high and flog it as quickly as possible to to, to whoever. that's, That's not clever gallery work, because if you do that in the end, you're going to undermine the, the, the markets of the, of the artists that you're, you're selling that work to. I mean, you don't know where it's going, you don't know who's going to flip it at auction or what's going to happen to it. So one of the things you're trying to do is, is, is increase the status or recognition of your gallery and promote a kind of ethos of a gallery and also the individual artists that you work with.
2: Are there artists who almost by definition resist their art becoming product?
5: Yes, there are. But I think, in the end, they will, they'll take fees or commissions, or they'll find certain ways that to, to, they have to make a living mm. from doing what they do. It, one, of the, one of the conditions of art of the last 40 years is a kind of a critique of the, the, the commercial rampancy of late free market capitalism. I mean, artists not naive enough to to say that they're not part of that and they're not trying to earn a living. But a lot of them have tried to offer a critique of the art object and produce things that, by definition, can't sell, but, in fact, people will buy an idea, or they'll buy the rights to an idea, or they'll buy the instructions as to how to manifest the idea in their own house or in their own collection. Art, it's an interesting phrase, it's something that Damien Hirst always says, that it's, it's the best piece of advice he was given, which was, don't make art to chase the money, make money, chase the art. Mm.
2: I know a lot of people are a bit intimidated to walk into commercial galleries because they just think, okay, I'm never going to be able to buy a Damien Hirst, so do I have a right to be here? And do the galleries even want me in here?
5: We do. That's what we put on museum quality shows. We We have spaces in London that are bigger than many Publicly funded spaces in London and around the country, and we put on shows—an Anthony Gormley hundred-ton steel single installation—that's going to be very difficult to sell. That are flagrantly uncommercial, although there is, of course, this commercial work in the show and this commercial activity that takes place because our artists want that kind of context and they want they want people to come and see it. I mean, the best commercial galleries want to work with the best artists, and the best artists want their their work to be shown in, 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 to as many people as possible. That's always why. The majority of artists will want to work with museums, but museums are often hamstrung by bureaucracy, they're commercially restrained, and also they can't always take the risks. If artists do things to
2: communicate, does that mean they, they very often will have a very ambivalent attitude towards being collected
5: by a private collector? If you put a gun to an artist's head and said, you know, how do you feel about your work being just sort of shoved on someone's wall? It's not something they would embrace, but they, they know the inevitability of that. So it's not something you can think about. You can't control it. Mm-hmm. Their, their duty, they say, or in as far as they have any duty or responsibility, is to produce the work that they feel compelled to do. What happens to it after, afterwards is something they can only have a, a small um, influence on.
0: Welcome back. The first Hong Kong International Art Fair took place in 2008 and ran for five years before the organizers of Art Basel acquired a 60% stake in it and it transformed into Art Basel
1: Hong Kong. The involvement of Art Basel is one indicator that art is taking on a bigger profile here in Hong Kong. More art auction houses are opening up and more international galleries are coming here. Excited by
0: this new market, many of the galleries in this year's show are exhibiting here for the first time.
6: You out of the 245 galleries taking part in Art Basel, Hong Kong, 48 were exhibiting in the Hong Kong art fair for the first time, but that's 40% fewer first-time exhibitors than there were at last year's Art Hong Kong. Some say an increase in the rent and application fee has driven some potential exhibitors away. Others, though, were attracted by the Art Basel brand and their faith in the growing Asia art market.
7: I think one of the reasons is that it's an expanded market in Asia and we wanted to uh, start you know, being part of it. So it's always a reason to have this first step forward. Also Basel taking over, it's a fact that we've been doing for many, many years.
4: Do uh, Miami, Basel, Miami, Basel, Switzerland, now Basel, Hong Kong. We thought it was a good year to start uh, making the steps into the Asian market.
6: 303 Gallery is a New York gallery that represents contemporary artists. So far all the artists come from Europe and America. But they do have plans to feature talents from other parts of the world, especially Asia.
7: Yeah, Although we don't have yet any Asian artists uh, in the program of the gallery, that might change soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are trying to see how the reactions to uh, artists that we represent for a long time will be in Asia, so it will be interesting to follow that in the next couple of days. So I also believe that in the global market, in the global society, we cannot just be stuck in New York or Europe, <laughs> so we have to make you know, an effort to be more visible in the rest of the world, which is more than half of you know, the world. So we come to Asia, we are trying to maybe go to the Emirates and you know, discover other areas mm-hmm. and so on of, of, you know, connections with people in the art world, in contemporary art world that are not necessarily the Europeans and right. North Americans. Globally.
8: Well, the gallery name is Andrean Shipchenko, and I'm Marina Shipchenko, and we are uh, based in Stockholm, Sweden. It's the first year, well, doing any art fair in Hong Kong. we come a long way from Stockholm all the way here. Two reasons why we decided to come. And one reason is for sure that it is Art Basel. Because we uh, we feel very, I mean, we trust the organization. It's the best uh, brand that you can ever think of. So if you're associated with Art Basel, it's very, very positive for the gallery. Our market, basically, because we are based in Stockholm, Sweden, and, and there is a huge contingent here that we never reach. Rather than simply using
6: Art Basel Hong Kong to explore the potential of the market in Asia, Marina says she would rather see it as an opportunity to gain a better understanding of the art scene in the region and to meet the local artists.
8: For me, definitely, it's a new... I mean, it's not for me, it's not only about being in my booth. I want to reach out. You know, I want to meet a Hong Kong artist. I want to know the local scene.
4: It's going very well. It's uh, a lot of visitors, a lot of uh, very nice people and, and you know, important uh, curators and uh, collectors and writers have all come to visit the booth, which is very nice, which is what we wanted to do here all along, which was, you know, to present our artists and artwork in the galleries. So, um, no, it's, it's, it's been a good fair so far. The M Plus building will be opening uh, soon, so we look forward to that. Uh, I think uh, Hong Kong is growing uh, very rapidly and it's an important, very important city in the art world uh, globally. So we, I think, come back next year (laughs) to continue these relationships.
1: Today, the Art Basel art fairs pretty much cover the world. The original Art Basel, which is set in the heart of Europe, has been running since 1970. Art Basel
0: Miami Beach, which started in 2002, is set at the junction of North and South America. And now, Art Basel Hong Kong brings this major international art fair to Asia. This
1: year, around 50% of the galleries taking part are from Asia, giving this particular show a very different feeling and emphasis from the other original Art Basel shows. Out
2: of the Asia-Pacific establishments, Hong Kong galleries represented around 10% of all those taking part in the fair. Their hope is that Art Basel will not only bring international artists here, but also increase the profile of local artists internationally. Some do, though, have a sense of ambivalence.
7: My title is From Eight I 有一天他畫畫 慶之所致, 桌面又沒有墨汁,
2: 想像宋代的人可以有這麼打破常規
7: 將所有包裝食物反轉然後展示一種消費主義
1: 一般的情況之下無可否認的確是慢慢慢慢
8: it's not only Hong Kong artists that Art Basel brings to the
2: attention of the international art world. It's also the city itself. The city and its sounds was highlighted in the parade Paper Rain with the collaboration of American guitarist and experimental composer Arto Lindsay.
3: We put some of the crossing sound, the street crossing sound, into the loops, but uh, I would say the sound of Hong Kong is muted. There's a lot of construction, but it's not so loud, you know? So the sound of Hong Kong might be a dog barking under a blanket, do you know what I mean? Or a baby screaming under a pillow or even in there with the cars and it's it's not a loud city. I also feel this kind of interesting uncertainty here because nobody knows what's going to happen in 40 years or whatever you know. Maybe things won't change so much. Maybe things will change a lot. This place has a lot of meaning as well as beauty. I know that this place has a history of protest. I wanted to respond to the political situation, you know, more than the kind of lifestyle situation.